Welcome to the Design Exchange Podcast, hosted by Danny Russo and Melinda Peters Elliott. Listen in to get tips from the top. With over 40 years of design experience between these two, you will gain valuable information for your interior design business or in hiring a designer for your own home. Danny and Melinda's design aesthetic may be very different, but they both offer a unique view on how to approach a project and are extremely entertaining to listen to. So grab your favorite beverage and prepare to learn and laugh a little too. Without further ado, here are Danny and Melinda. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday. You're listening to Design Exchange and we have a special guest in the studio today and his name is Edward Brown and he is actually an attorney. Unfortunately, Melinda is not with us this week because she's not feeling too great. So I figured Ed happened to stop in here and we would talk about the importance of having design contracts and a lot of designers that listen to this podcast don't have them or they use a standard contract that they found online or is given to us by ASID. Ed, what is the importance of having a detailed contract, even if you purchase it offline, having a local jurisdiction person look over that contract? So the first thing you need with the contract is you need a basic understanding for your client or customer or potential client or customer to understand what you're setting out to get accomplished and what their responsibilities are as far as payment and what they need to get from you. So because things do come in unexpectedly late, late, damaged, um, we have lots of issues in the design world. How would you, how would a designer go about getting a contract from a local attorney? Well, first they might just call up their local bar association, ask for a referral for attorneys. They might want to go on Facebook. There's all different types of ways. There's all different types of ways that you can reach out to attorneys and find out who actually does things. Um, Someone who does construction law can do it. Um, Contract law is kind of just a vague term. Yeah. When you're saying it out, as long as the designer understands what their responsibilities are, they basically can walk you through it. Like, I just had a background in doing contracts, but it was more of a sports and entertainment background. And then I came in and you asked me to do some stuff one night when you're out to dinner and you're like, hey, I got these issues or I need this contract looked over. Can you do it? And I was like, if you walk me through what your business type is and then I can look up some other things on Architecture Digest and get a better feeling for everything that needs to be done. So I wasn't just walking in blind, just giving a thumbs up that there weren't just typos or something. So is a letter of agreement, does that qualify as a contract? So the definition of a contract, actually from contract law class, there's no 101 or anything like that, (laughs) but is you need a meeting of the minds, you need an offer, you need acceptance, and you need consideration. And the consideration can be as little as um, a peppercorn was the dumb phrase that my what? contract teacher um, gave. But tell me this. Tell it, me more about this. If you provide a dollar, you take time out of your day. Something of value is what consideration means. Okay. So as soon as that goes through, and you have the meeting of the minds, so you have to. Everyone has to be over eighteen. Yeah. Can't be high as a kite or, or drunk. Right. High as a Georgia pine. Like <laughs> so there's not a lot really to a contract. Now it's when you get to like. The nitty-gritty of it when things go wrong, that's having things more important than that because then you can explain, you know, whether you need arbitration clauses in there or how even a remedy happens because 
What is an arbitration clause? So that to explain that to me because I'm I know I, I know it's in my contract, but that what does that entail? So arbitration clause allows you guys to go out and have an arbitrator instead of going through a normal court system where you just come in and it's more like you know judge shooting type <laughs> like, that's what those guys are mediators so arbitration okay. and mediation is about the same thing where you come through and it work, works out faster you have um neutral party come in and just decide to look at all the facts and bang bang boom here's the result so designers we charge every designer charges differently a lot of us charge hourly some people charge flat fee some people use a hybrid model a lot of us are trying to go away from time billing um what a lot of times a client will call us and they'll want something rushed now 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 what can constitute a contract verbally like so an agreement i did take a law class way back when and i remember talking the um, whoever the teacher was was talking about how you can write a contract on a napkin um or you can also have a verbal agreement and a verbal agreement constitutes a contract right well dealing with verbal agreements there's actually something called the statute of frauds and god i feel like i'm taking the bar exam here <laughs> today well, I don't know any of this. You're the you're the expert, right? So there are certain contracts that have to be in writing, and that's dealing with uh, land, maybe marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is oof, over 15 years ago. Um, but what you really want to do when you are doing like oral agreements and things like that is make sure you're like text messaging, emailing. Whether you have like you don't need a signature on everything if you can show, like I said, intent offer acceptance consideration boom that's done that's not that doesn't mean that something has to be signed off on because if so a text message can consider can be considered a contract these days yes and it, really yeah and it'll be good for backing up your any kind of evidence or anything because you will have someone who goes i want to order the black whatever obsidian black and then uh -huh. they go no i never said that and you're like well it's right here in oh the no i've been I've, they've, they've done that to me in person so. oh i want this i want this i want this and then next week no oh, i don't want that well um we already ordered it right and it, and it helps them too yeah because there might be something where somehow you might mess up there's always and that's what the whole point of the contract is, is to protect everybody have, involved everybody yeah not just yourself but also the client so if something had something goes wrong on either end everybody knows what the outcome and what the results of that outcome will be so if somebody's charging hourly and we're in this world of everybody's texting whenever whatever do you have you put anything into a contract clause that says that you charge per text message or for text messaging i know a lot of designers have been asking that question like we prefer communication through email or on the phone but in this day and age, our clients are texting us like crazy. Right. So you could have that just the same as with an email. And what you'd say, instead of saying with email, you'd just say electronic writing. And that would cover all the bases for that. Interesting. Electronic writing. Hmm. My contract. So like I said, a lot of designers. Is a letter of agreement then considered a contract if we just type in the scope of work? A, grant, a letter agreement is only one page long, so the more detail you have in it, the better, right? No, not always true, though, because the more detail sometimes, the more that you can shift off and how, <laughs> what's this word interpreted as and what's this. 
Like oh, I had a 32-page contract years and years ago, and I think it just confuses the client more. And well, it's it confuses like, the job. If you go to litigation, it can confuse the job. And they're like, well, what's this? What's that? And my definition of labor is this, and versus you think labor means something else. And Knock on wood, I'm lucky enough not to have gotten into litigation yet right. in my career. But I think you've arrived in any career when you've been sued. <laughs> That's what they teach us. When I went to real estate school, the um, owner of the real estate school, his office was, he was a lawyer and his office was upstairs and he goes, you're going to get sued. And when you get sued, come to me. But I just, we're in such a litigious environment these days. Does that make sense? Yes. Have you been dealing with a lot of it? You deal with more sports and entertainment. Yeah, I do um, some real estate stuff. I got roped into, you know, helping some friends, <laughs> and then it leads into more and more, and then I become almost a specialist in it just for, like, a short period where I, like, learn everything that you need to learn in it. Um, and it definitely is more litigious. It becomes more of a litigious world. The more that people have friends that are attorneys as you get older. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, hey, I got this problem. And like, well, let me, let me take a look at it. And then <laughs> next thing I'm like, well, I want to sue this person, and how about I cut this deal with you? Okay, um, but you always want to, like, you know, have the best outcome, and sometimes people feel that they're right, and they can bully you. I feel like in society in general, I think people are just starting to just, in these times, they want to protect every dollar, if that means even ripping someone off. Where is this? this? It's very weird. We're in a very weird time right now. I do know that much. So what can you educate our average listener on who is a new designer starting out if they had to... Document. Document, document, document. Now how? Like... Everything. As soon as you start finding or figuring out that somebody might be trying to, um, let me say, I'm going to use air quotes, weasel out of something. Um, It's not a legal term. (laughs) But um, really make sure with those people that you just email keep everything email text if you live in a state where you can do um single consent single party consent yeah recording do that if you think that there's is that legal look it up in ohio it is i've had a lot of people Um, doing that lately and i'm just kind of like but you have to if you're doing it over the phone you need to verify where the other party is just because you're in ohio and you're talking to someone who might be i'm trying to think whether maybe DC so it's legal to record people without them knowing now one party needs to know and that can be you okay so if i was if i came into your warehouse today and i had a voice recorder in my pocket i could have record on and i don't have to tell you i'm the consenting party yeah i just think that's mind-blowing but it's really just backing up what is already in my brain Mm. so i'm here listening to it you're saying it to me now i can't leave my recording device on the table and walk and go to the bathroom and then once that happens then that's kind of there's no consenting party there anymore so let's say uh, the designers that are listening to this podcast their average job might be between 30 to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in decorating like furniture not the i mean when we get into the bigger million dollar jobs we're doing like tons of flooring and construction and stuff like that that we have detailed contracts for but what what is the amount that a designer could in that in that 30 to seventy five thousand dollar range and a client doesn't pay the last portion or the last 25 percent of their bill how would it what would be the best route for a designer to collect on that 
I'd say first reach out to them and say, hey, I want the money. And if you get to the point, it sounds like you're already at the point where you're like, I'm not paying or they're ignoring your phone calls, everything like that. Then you want to file a mechanics lien uh-huh. and don't wait. <laughs> we ran into an issue. Um, know how to file a mechanics lien. I thought it was very, very complicated. And I did my first simple. one recently and it was actually pretty simple. But I've heard designers doing that all the time and it works. Yeah, you can do it yourself. You don't even need to hire attorneys. Very simple. And at least in Ohio and other states, I've looked at it. I'm only barred here. So, um, and don't delay because the more that they take you seriously, the more that they're willing to pay and just resolve it because they're going, oh, crap, like you mean business. Because if they're not paying you, it's obvious that they don't actually think you mean business. Mm-hmm. Like they sense a weakness or something. And you're just probably just being nice if you're starting off. And just you don't want to piss anyone off or get a bad Yelp review or whatever. But if you can go and someone writes you a bad Yelp review and you're like, listen, I don't lean against them. They're just mad. They're retaliating. <laughs> I mean, that negates any negativity that comes yeah. from the person that stepped you. And it's always good to reply to every review, even the good ones. Um, i trying to think. What would, what would somebody pay to have their contract created by an attorney? Like, I know you can't, we have people listening all over the nation. So we're in, I'm one of the bigger designers in the area. I would have to say, first what you should do is do your own, like find one that you like, go on the internet. ASID, the American Society of Interior Design, comes with one. Right, see see what you like in it, what you don't like in it, what you want to tweak. Put your notes in it first. You don't. Because you don't want to pay to have somebody just start from scratch. Because then, like no. I said, then the attorney has to research everything, get <laughs> a, a grasp on everything. And they have to come, even if it's not from scratch where they represented other people, sometimes they don't go, oh, well, it took me 10 hours because it took them 10 hours the first time, which I think is BS, but some people do that. But if you go in and you go, here's what I wanted to say. These are the, the points that I like in this. This is what I don't like in it. And here's what I like added. You make the job very easy. And you're like, can you just review this? And get it back to me, and so it makes sense, and it can be legally held up in court or in arbitration. So I keep going back to an LOA, and the way I try to do things is I do an LOA, which means that your intention is to start working with me, and then we go into a contract. Um, after we get the LOA, that means the client's serious. Um, but I have a lot of designers that just use the LOA as their contract. I'm beating. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse now with the um, LOA. But just a little bit. (laughs) But as long as you have a contract template to start with, any designer should be good to go. Um, You also, there's other documents too that an attorney should create. I've had a client ask me for a lien waiver before to make sure that a lien wasn't filed against them. And granted, they I don't know why they they must have been burned somewhere down the road, but. We never, I mean, we take care of our clients. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. But they asked for one. I was like, okay. Um, But there's a, do you have any advice to go to law.com? I could tell you when I started my business, I went to legalzoom.com. And I can tell you that's not the way to go to start a business or get a contract. Because you're probably going to get some sort of law intern that works in a call center. Right. And they kind of, they overcharge. 
No, it's probably best just to go through like your network of friends if you can just, like I said, Facebook or go on LinkedIn and see who you might know or friends of who they know and contacts like that. Actually. Yeah. Anyway, if you have any questions for Ed, um, I would say email me because he's not going to answer. <laughs> you can email me at ed at everbrownlaw.com. And your website's what? edbrown.com? It's edwardbrownlaw.com edwardbrownlaw.com and ed means business he's 6'5 and a sports agent he used to play football for the cincinnati reds or the bengals or something (laughs) i don't know (laughs) something along those lines but anyway happy friday you're listening to design exchange we just covered contracts and we will be talking to you soon have a good weekend hope you're staying warm in this frigid january weather so i hope you guys learned something from this conversation today about your contracts make sure that you're not just using a standard contract that you pulled off the internet or another designer's book or even the asad contract you always want to have your own local attorney um, whoever you use look at your contract review it and see if anything's missing because the laws vary um, by state as you're very very well aware and you want to have as much information in that contract as possible Anything that can go wrong on the installation delay. In my contract, I include my processes and each step of the process of design. Uh, I still get called into question on that sometimes because I wonder if people actually read what they are signing. Um, But it's very important. In my own contract, I have, like I said, I believe we have at least eight steps laid out. And it explains in further detail what each of the process, the design process is, the ordering process, the procurement process. Especially now being in 2021, can't believe it's already 2021, we're dealing with tons of back orders and delays. That's something you want to have in your contract too, just so that you're not going to surprise your client when they place their order. And guess what? Everything's either out of stock on back order. I ran into that situation last year where I spec'd out a lot of things that were in stock for a client. By the time they paid their bill and I went to place all of their orders, things had gone out of stock. And I had some manufacturers that weren't updating their um, online inventory. So we were running into that problem, which was obviously caused by COVID-19. I'm hoping that we're out of this COVID situation by April or May. Um, That's an optimistic prediction. But it seems like all the vaccines are rolling out. Um, Make sure you get your vaccine because I'm telling you, they do work. Uh, My husband got his first dose right before Christmas and then he got his second dose uh, 28 days later and he actually was fine after the first dose the second dose he had some headaches arm pain a little bit of a fever it lasted for about a day but it went away and it was nothing that kept him from work or anything like that so there is really nothing to be afraid of the nice thing that we have two more companies coming out with vaccines and those are just going to be one dose vaccines so you won't have to get two uh, kind of hope those are out sooner than later but after listening to the news today seems like we're running out of vaccines now so it's never a dull moment here in america never a dull moment in interior design i just got back from nashville and we'll cover that in a different podcast but i was also in texas and i got to launch my first coffee table book which i've told you guys about in other episodes of the podcast um it's actually donna moss's book that i was lucky enough to be asked to be included in so apparently it's already gone on sale in the uk and we've been selling some copies it's going to be out in america this spring 
and we have some exciting things happening this year. Um, lots of exciting projects going on too. So, hope you guys are all doing well. I know this podcast is shorter than usual, but <laughs> I kind of struggle when I'm just talking on my own and by myself. So, this is Danny Russo for the Design Exchange. You can follow me on Twitter, Danny Russo. You could go to my website, danielhome.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you already have. So, enjoy your weekend. We're going to try to get this up as fast as possible. We have a lot of changes coming to the Design Exchange, too, this year. Um, I will keep you up to date on those as well. So, enjoy your weekend. Happy designing. And remember, don't do anything without a contract. (laughs) Love your hair. Hope you win. Have a great weekend. Bye.